All right, welcome back, Geeky On listeners, and welcome to the first update that we've done in quite a while, as uh, you may have noticed. Um, but we are back, and we've restructured a little bit. So um, basically, the reason for the absence and the reason why uh, it's kind of being a little bit different now is because um, it was a little bit tough to wrangle uh, you know, a unique interview every two weeks and try and get a uh, different perspective from a creative person in a sort of a geek, uh, like a geek-centric industry. So what we're going to be doing uh, moving forward is um, the co-creator and I, Tom, um, are going to be doing a sort of uh, just a, a debate-structured um, or a conversationally-structured podcast uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, so the good news is you'll be getting more of the Geeky On podcast. Um, the bad news is that uh, there will be less interviews, um, but not entirely out of the question. I, I still want to do interviews and I still want to have um, sort of bonus content where we will be doing episodes where I'll be interviewing um, creators and getting their perspectives. Um, I just uh, found that the the format of, of doing those interviews on an ongoing basis was just untenable right now. So hopefully we can get back to a place uh, where that's what we're doing consistently in the future. But in the meantime, um, there will be consistent content where you'll be hearing from uh, Tom and myself. And then moving forward, uh, hopefully there will be more interviews and there will be interviews in between. So that's what's changed. Uh, so moving forward, we're going to be releasing these. This week, uh, Tom and I sat down and talked a lot about uh, film specifically robot movies. Uh, we also talked about video games. Game, uh, the GDC, uh, the Game Developers Conference, uh, was this week. So uh, we, were, we sat down and talked about that. And um, basically the, the things that we had come, you know, sort of come to mind for us. I mean, other big news obviously being uh, the passing of Leonard Nimoy, which was uh, very saddening. But um, we talked a bit about that and what it meant to us. So um, I hope you enjoy the podcast, and I hope uh, you enjoy the the new format moving forward. And if you do have uh, you know sort of any any input in terms of how you would like to see things uh, go moving forward, please contact us. Uh, you know we've got our, our Facebook, we've got uh, Twitter at the Geeky On, um, and let us know what you want to see change and what you would like to see uh, from the podcast moving forward. All right, so this is uh, episode eleven with Tom and myself. So yeah, uh, here we are again. It's been almost exactly a year it since has, you and I actually yeah. did a podcast like yeah, this. Yeah, we have not sat and had a chat yeah. in front of microphones in a while. That's very true. So, I mean, I haven't had any sort of a chat in front of a microphone in a while, unfortunately, because um, I kind of fell off on the podcast. Uh, so anyone who actually you know cared, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like it's a huge amount of people I'm apologizing to. Yet, but it's still, you know, it's good to apologize. It's yeah, well, because I mean, I people have told me and told us that like they did like what we were doing, so I do feel bad for those who actually, you know, wanted to hear more, and that's why we're doing this right now. We're we're going to bring it back, and 
I wanted to change the format because, quite frankly, trying to frequently find interviews with people in the industry and having those different perspectives. Jonesy, just for, if you can hear what's going on, Jonesy's just nestling in, nestling in for the the conversation. Jonesy but, is my cat. Yes. Also, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, I am the same person that's been on every episode so far, Eric. And I'm Tom, Tom yes. Hall, Eric's uh, good friend. People. Yes. Oh, and, and you know, co-creator of yeah, Geeky that's, that's true. For the website that we that's still haven't, more important. haven't gone live yeah. with. Um, but that's part of, you know, the, the many things that we're going to be doing differently moving forward. One is getting an actual website up. The website. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, it, it, it is technically up. It's, yeah, but it's just not given anyone the URL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not linked to our actual URL either right now, is it? Uh, no. No. So, yeah, I mean, that will be, that, that'll be coming. But it's either way. There. It's out there if you it, want to try and find it. Yeah. Just please don't, please don't. <laughs> please do don't that. find it right now. It's mostly just cat photos. Yeah. <laughs> but enough with apologies and uh you know getting you know trying to explain to people what was going on bottom line is you know we went away for a while we're back and things are a little bit different what we're going to be doing from here on in is there's going to be more podcasts that are like this the two of us uh discussing um you know current it you know just basically current uh, news and, and what's going on in in sort of geekdom in various ways like you know, sort of various uh industries and uh we're going to sort of I think we, we're going to try and anchor things with a more uh, philosophical discussion. Ooh. You know? Well, okay. you know, we're, we're going to get past, like, whether or not we think things are cool, because, frankly, who gives a shit about our opinions? Uh, instead, let's let's try and have a conversation about um, what what's the interest, uh, interesting sort of subtext to, to these things. Like, what else is beneath the surface? So that's what we're going to try and do a little bit of today, specifically with um, sort of... The, some of the upcoming movies, which is, uh, you know, around uh, artificial intelligence. So, I mean, Chappie's coming out this week. Chappie. Uh, yeah, I mean. Chappie movie. Um, yeah, hashtag, hashtag Chappie movie. movie, apparently. Um, with that promo material. Yeah. We were at a trivia night that was all about promoting that. Our but tr Geek trivia team. Yeah. Uh, that does not have a name yet. No. And so that's, to, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a crying shame. That needs is. to change. Because our, our our name for for the week was you know topical I suppose hashtag crappy movie yeah which it was spiteful it was mean yeah and we don't even know if we like that movie yet but you no, know it could be good we went for we went for the low hanging fruit let's we be did real. but you know that's obviously not going to stick so we'll we'll see if we can figure out something better but that I mean that's coming out this week um, there was a trailer that was recently released for a movie that uh, should be coming in North America soon called Ex Machina. Um, that features a similar premise of an AI that, uh, you know, there's like, you know, a groundbreaking AI and what it would mean. And then, of course, there's Avengers, whose whole villain, the, contact, the, the concept is that it's a malevolent AI. So it definitely seems like it's the year of evil robots or just like sentient robots. And, you know, well, what is that? Like, kind of what is that all about? What are the sort of differences between them? And um, why? Like, why now? Why is there all this interest? So um, that's going to be sort of, I guess, the, the more heady part of our discussion. Um, but we're also going to touch base on, um, you know, what's going on in television, what's going on in, uh, in video games, uh, and just generally 
shit that we think is cool right now. So, yeah, that's that's what what we're gonna be doing. So let's do it. Let's yeah, get to it. So I guess um, to keep things light, let's let's start off by just talking about um, some stuff that's recently been in the news regarding sort of uh, geekdom and uh, you know general you know interest of nerds. Um, the biggest thing to me is Leonard Nimoy passing away. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's really sad to see. I mean, I I wasn't even aware that he was actually in poor health. It was very recently that he was like in Star Trek. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He what he wasn't that old. He was what 83? eighty three. Yeah, eighty three or eighty four, I think. Um, which I mean, it's not like he didn't have a like a good long life, but you know, it definitely took people by surprise, and it was really sad to see. Um, oddly enough, I think some of the weirdest stuff around that, though, was, um, there was a weird, uh, like, sort of amount of vitriol hurled at William Shatner in the wake of that. Really? Yeah, because, uh, he was, he had announced that, uh, or he had stated that he wasn't going to be able to attend the uh, the funeral because of prior commitment. Which, you know, um, I can understand how people might think that he has an obligation, I guess, to, to attend his friend's funeral. Despite the fact that it's very much none of their fucking business, uh, but yeah, there yeah. Are I mean, who... I don't know anything about what William Shatner's commitment was. Yeah. Um, Not to mention the fact that we don't really know their their personal relationship, relationship that well. Like, no. The you know the well, fans don't have any right to presume what's appropriate for that person to do when they don't know their private lives. No. Uh, but it was a really it was a really bizarre story, and I, actually, I think since that had broke uh it was it was uh sort of announced that or it was revealed that um uh william shatner was going to actually be able to attend it after all i don't know what he had done but you know he ended up going to la so you know it was all a lot of uh bluster for nothing it seems but it's just well how did that even come up like did somebody ask william shatner if he was going and i'm you know, to be honest, I'm not really aware of the specifics of where it sort of originated from. Somebody docs. I want to. I want to uh, say, say Twitter. I feel like everything. His, his I, iCal. I feel like any any time there's like an outrage machine that goes off, it's, yeah, it's usually, usually the echo chamber that is Twitter. Yeah, it usually starts there. So um, I'm not sure. I mean, if if anyone knows, they I'm sure they would. They're probably shouting at you know their computer right now at what what we should be like you know what the answer is, but. But Regardless, speaking of Twitter, Leonard Nimoy's. Did you see his last tweet? No. His final tweet. It's, it goes: A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. Wow. What would you like to be your final tweet, Eric? Um. Fart jokes forever. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Timeless. Yeah. <laughs> Timeless. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's, it's such a hard thing to think about, um, you know, like, what do you want your last sort of words to be, or what do you want people to remember you by? That's amazing. So he, that, that was actually him tweeting, that was his last, that was, like, well, I, I, mean, I assume that he was in control of his, it was his Twitter account, I don't know if he had an intern or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, either way, I mean, that's, it's a beautiful sentiment to sort of leave on. It's one of those things, like, I've always found it interesting, uh, you know, the idea of our social media accounts, like, you know, existing after we die. I don't know if you've had the sort of misfortune of knowing anyone that actually had, like, a Facebook account or something and, and pass away. Um, but it's kind of an eerie thing mm-hmm. because it 
it's almost like this uh this like sort of digital effigy you know like this this memorial for for you know a person that's passed away so i mean in that sense it's actually really nice that you know sort of there's that that last thing to sort of uh use as a memorial it stays for stays out there yeah yeah but um yeah i mean that was that was really deep for basic <laughs> news yeah. and current event stuff but yeah well what I did on, I believe that was on Friday, last Friday, mm-hmm. uh, when he passed away. And that evening, I came home, and as I do every Friday evening, I watched Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan on Blu-ray. And did you say uh, every? Well, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> but, but it was really remarkable what a presence Leonard Nimoy had in those films. I mean, that's just yeah. a fantastic film to begin with, but... What a memorable character he had. And his first uh, autobiography that he wrote, I, th- I don't know, back in the 1970s or something like that, was called I Am Not Spock. And then he later, years later, came out with another autobiography that was called I Am Spock. Oh, wow. But he, even in I Am Not Spock, it was almost, it wasn't that he was trying to distance himself from the character of Spock. It was more that he was trying to understand what it meant that everybody knew him as Spock. Like, he yeah. was a different person than Spock, but yeah. Spock is just such a ubiquitous character for so many people. Yeah, it's a, it's it's almost like it become, it became like a facet of who he was, right. even though it's not necessarily something that he recognizes in no. himself. But he would say that he would see bumper stickers or something that had a Spockism on it and mm-hmm. just feel a sense of pride at uh, you know getting to contribute in that way which yeah he certainly did I mean that is amazing and I think there's there's no question that uh, were it not for his his sort of screen presence and his magnetism that Spock wouldn't have been the crea- the character that he no. turned into you know he certainly wouldn't have been like the pop culture you know icon you know like he's like it's a ubiquitous character. People know right. everybody knows Spock. Exactly. Everyone knows what Spock is. You, they don't even need to have ever watched Star Trek. No, I mean And I think that's hugely because he of has appeared as Spock, I think, twice in about twenty five years. But in Canada now there is have you seen the Spock the Spocking League? The spocking of the currency, where I think it's the five dollar bill. Yeah, the five dollar bill. People are taking a pen and drawing over whoever is on the five dollar bill. I think bill. it's Laurier. I think it's Wilfred Laurier. Wilfred Laurier. Okay, so and modifying Wilfred Laurier into <laughs> into Spock. Yeah, and it's pretty uncanny actually. It looks pretty. <laughs> it good. does look very good. Actually, I I have a odd footnote for that story, which is that um, that uh, phenomenon was actually started by a Toronto comic book artist, uh, Ty Templeton, who I actually, um, I've, I know him personally and I've uh, taken classes with him, but uh, he actually started doing that in the 90s. And yeah, he was actually uh, featured on like some television program or something showing how it's done. And uh, it wasn't really a popular phenomenon um, for a long time, but it obviously came back in light of, in light of uh, his passing away. Yeah, well, you know, but it's such a it's such a cool and weird thing to see. <laughs> I really hope that you know I, I find myself getting a five dollar bill and just yeah, seeing, I like, think I've got one in my wallet, so you know what, we'll crack open YouTube and see how it's done, and yeah, we'll just make our own and not do it. If you know what I mean. 
actually it's a crime it's not it's not though uh the i think the actual the canadian mint came out and said that like it's not defacing money it's okay not that they're advocating doing it necessarily it's like you're not gonna get like fined or arrested or anything for it so uh, which if they don't want us drawing on the five dollar bill, they should just release a Spock bill. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sorry, Prime Minister. Clearly, there's a <laughs> yeah, sorry, there's a Sir Wilfred Laurier. Sir Wilfred Laurier, yeah. whatever. What have you done for me lately? You know? yeah, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that was that was a really cool, weird story to sort of come out of that in in the wake of that. But no, it's it's true. Leonard Nimoy really was. Well, he was super important as Spock, but he was also just a really interesting and, and smart, uh, creative like creative person. Yeah, and just some really strange contributions, like the the Bilbo Baggins song. I don't yeah, know, like, which stuff like that, yeah. and like <laughs> to me, that's the most albums. Yeah, the Bilbo Baggins song. Like when I think of the Hobbit, I can't think of anything no, before it's always that running. song. Like yeah. that's. That's more important than any Peter Jackson film no. or anything. I think of Leonard Nimoy singing <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other other news, um, I feel like I'm hesitant to call it news, but a new Avengers trailer was released. I uh, have not seen it. No. <laughs> I, I didn't do my my research for this podcast i'm sorry that's okay i wouldn't call it it's not research so much as yeah. anything but like i don't it's know professional <laughs> it's the third trailer it's the last one before the movie comes out um i it's great don't get me wrong i actually really enjoyed the trailer it's it's the best one that they've i've watched them all and so far it's the best one i've seen it's like it's very well cut together and they clearly they clearly have professionals working to really make sure that the they just really hit on everything to please audiences with these like just two minutes of you know footage but uh i just i find the hype machine exhausting you yeah, know i'm 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 not a trailer guy are you are you a trailer guy not overly i find that i will i'll watch the stuff that like comes across in my feed and stuff but you know just with the the community like in in the geek and the fan community it's like people propagate this stuff. Like they don't even need marketing teams the way that a lot of this stuff kind of gets gets proliferated. Because like, to be honest, I don't go looking for this kind of this kind of stuff, but it comes across, and I tend to watch it because it's just there, and I'm I'm intrigued. So um, yeah, I, I watched it basically because people were posting about it, and it is it's a really great trailer. Uh, I just find it a little bit exhausting. I kind of wonder like what's left to the imagination at this point. I mean, there's there's definitely some like I know the movie will be full of surprises, especially after the credits. Yeah, well, there's always something, right? Yeah, I mean, I know people who won't watch any trailers because of spoilers, just because they often are giving away a lot of a lot of the film. Yeah, spoiler culture culture is such a weird thing to me, though. I don't understand. You, like, you don't have a problem with spoilers after what happened in the previous time? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> considering the last cons- time we did this podcast, you had uh, what was it the purple wedding was yeah. spoiled for you in game of thrones so which is one of i think specifically with game of thrones your girlfriend has a habit of spoiling things for me yeah. for that show but no it doesn't bother me uh because ultimately the the experience isn't actually watching how it's executed i i don't need like i don't necessarily care about the the event being ruined for me 
so long as it's not like as so long as you know the actual way that it's executed hasn't been completely ruined. Uh, I think that's kind of maybe that comes from me for like for me it comes from like the comic book culture where it's pretty common in like superhero comics like Marvel and DC they they tell you a character's gonna die they give you so much well, like heads a countdown up. of ten episodes yeah uh, it's just like yeah issues. exactly it's like you know the the most recent one being Death of Wolverine. Like uh, they they happened? announced how it. Did that? Oh, it hasn't happened yet. No, it did. Oh, uh, well, that, how did that happen? <laughs> well, they they did it in a story arc where basically he loses his healing ability. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I won't get into the the oh, details. It could have been anything. It could have been anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the way he dies is very distinctly unique. Uh, so I'll give it to the writer Charles Soule for definitely having a creative way for him to go, but. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do exactly what I just said. I don't like people doing, which is explaining, yeah, explicitly telling the process of yeah. what happened. So, um, bottom line is that no, I don't really care if people tell me the like, just kind of ruin, spoil the event itself. I just care about you know watching it unfold and how it's executed. Okay, so I guess that's a good way to transition from Age of Ultron into the two trailers that I did watch. I okay. did do my research. On uh, Chappy, hashtag Chappy movie, <laughs> and Ex Machina. And Ex Machina, okay. I, I well, did I mean, watch and two. Yeah, we may as well just use that as the jumping off point to sort of discuss these three movies as, you know, the, the movies of crazy robots. Yeah. Um, crazy robot movie. Yeah. So what, what do you think of Chappy? Uh, the Chappy trailer, I, I gotta say the, uh, Deant word, is that the name? <laughs> the... The South African yeah. music group. Yeah. I am uh, definitely going to watch that movie just because I can't. Or what's his name? Uh, yeah, I think it's Ninja Ninja and um, and <laughs> Yolandi. I did, I yeah. can't not be entertained by those two. So I mean, they're I mean, awesome. It, it looked it looked good. Like it looked like it was, uh, you know, a high octane action movie. Yeah, with uh, some Sigourney Weaver in it. So. Yeah, which is always good. And Hugh Jackman, I think, is in And Hugh well. Jackman, as an Australian. Yeah, which... Uh, since, yeah. Probably since Australia. Yeah. Was he in Australia? Well, um, I mean, I assume it's in South Africa because Neil Blomkamp seems to always want to... Oh, is he? Oh, so he's not playing an Australian. Maybe he is. I mean, they're close. It's I, not like they're that I far away. I can't do a South African accent at all. I just sound no, like a yeah. Jamaican person. That's weird. Yeah. They're not that similar. No, they're not. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the cast looks good. I think it looks fun. It looks like more of a return to form to like District Did 9. Did you see Elysium? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see Elysium <laughs> either. You were so. terrible. So yeah, we yeah. didn't do our We research. won't talk about that okay. part. And we <laughs> just we just won't talk about his previous movie at all. No, yeah, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> but District 9 was yeah, great, District right? 9 was great. <laughs> it was a really fun movie. Like, at the... Uh, just the action sequences were really creative, I thought. Like, some, the oh, weaponry yeah. that he had were... Wasn't he shooting pigs at people at one he point? He did grab a pig and shoot it at someone? Yeah, yeah. That was... Like, that whole scene with the crazy exo-armor was pretty awesome. Yeah. But I would say, just in general, it was it was a really great mix of a sort of, like... Um, it had heart. It had really intense action. And it also... Social it, commentary. Social, and it felt very visceral and real. Like, yeah. it really felt like uh, it was... It had almost, like, a documentary feel to it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how close to that Chappie's going to be, but it certainly looks like it's it's much more grounded than Elysium, Elysium which, which was, was literally 
in, in the air. <laughs> it was not on the ground. It was, and well, in Elysium, it almost seemed like, like I'm a parable. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, from what I what I had seen from of the it. Trailers. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about that is obviously Chappie is a likable character. He's an important, uh, you know, robot uh, that you know has and, sentient AI um, that like can learn, can become human. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people want to destroy him because... Yeah, that was... I mean, I guess I shouldn't expect a complete plot in a trailer, but that was yeah. the one thing in the trailer yeah. was just Sigourney Weaver was so adamant that Chappie had to be destroyed. And yeah. It, like, why? Yeah, it, it does want, ask an interesting like, question. like, don't you want really to study it or... Just like, murder it. Immediately yeah, like, murder it. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, like, just... I would think that quarantine it, like to use, you know, to have a controlled study, that would be a scientific reaction. But it's a movie, and that's fine. It's it'll be yeah, a I'm crazy. I'm sure that they flesh that out a little bit more <laughs> yeah. in the full film. I hope trailer. so. Rather but than it just like it went, yeah, like, it went from a you know a nice oh Chappie can read now yeah. to just then it like it just flipped to just kill him, just yeah. kill him dead, and we have no understanding as to why that is actually the case no yeah in the film uh but it, it does look kind of cool but i guess the the whole thing with that is it's an interesting story in that it's it's got a robot ai um that is like sentient intelligent and can learn and yeah. there's it's 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 more hopeful because you know this is something that uh you know is it doesn't seem malevolent by any means it doesn't want no. to hurt anyone and i think that it was very interesting to me that they actually showed Chappie learning in yeah. the trailer. Again, yeah. I have not seen the full film, but even well, in the trailer, it's it's, it's more. it shows you the AI learning things because you almost always in these films have the AI already essentially knows everything. Yeah. Like it's just an incredibly intelligent thing, and like you plug it into your network or however it works, and exactly. it just knows everything. Yeah. Like uh, this is probably a terrible example, but RoboCop. He like he doesn't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't know who he is. I if I, I don't remember. It's a while I don't. We don't need to talk about RoboCop and too much. Like that's just, <laughs> just let's forget. Forget, about forget RoboCop. <laughs> forget about RoboCop. But they often don't show the AI actually learning anything. Which yeah. if you created an AI, it wouldn't have to learn things. Oh, like, okay. It wouldn't yeah, just know everything. Yeah. So it would have to experience things. I'm assuming it works even remotely similarly to the way that human intelligence yeah. works. And I guess which like is sort of what they're the, portraying. You could you could maybe the make the sort of um, supposition that it would learn faster. Uh, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, we we don't know the exact mechanics of how no, exactly, the but... thing works. So like, sure, maybe it. I mean, it, uh, I'd assume that it does learn faster. Otherwise, they would all be kind of. What's hanging around point? for eight years in the film and then trying to kill it. Boyhood. But, yeah. <laughs> Chappie, the, the boyhood, boyhood sequel. Too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting because I don't recall actually having seen that before where the robot actually has to learn. Yeah, um, I've heard it. I, I've seen it like, I think the only thing I think of where I've seen it touched upon is maybe something like... Um, uh, iRobot, there was there was that like the sentient AI of that robot kind of like it was very nascent and it was sort of like childlike and, and became more like sort of aware. Um, yeah. there and was also Lieutenant Commander Data in Star Trek the Next Generation. Yeah. Made although I'm pretty sure 
What was her lol was her name? He built himself a daughter. Yeah. But I think that she did essentially know everything. Actually, yeah. I think about it. And I mean that the whole the there whole were thing things she didn't understand. She didn't understand yeah. human emotion, etc. I feel like in those sorts of circumstances, though, where the AI is is almost like a the android or something is like a product yeah. that is like um, sort of built, you know, on mass or, or built as a, as, as a commodity. Then the sort of the the accepted sort of belief is that like this thing is pre-programmed. There's a certain amount it already knows yeah. because it just comes out of the box like right now. Like that's in alien Blade, or in Blade Runner or Blade Runner, like um, where they implant the robot with memories to kind of yeah make so it, it feel more human. In, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, the the one that I can think of that I think it does learn is AI that. Spielberg one with uh, Haley Joel. I know what you're talking about. Jude Law. Don't watch it. Just don't. It's not very good. I mean, it's it's not terrible. I'm not. But it's like it just feels like it just pulls on heartstrings for no good reason. I don't know. Like Bicentennial Man. Did you see that one? (laughs) Yeah. I remember being emotionally damaged by that. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you're really kind of looking at that, there's definitely other movies where I think they've explored it a bit, but I think. Chappie's an interesting example of where they really they really treat it like it's it's like a, a, a child and it's you're seeing it as it's learning. Yeah. Um, now the other the other trailer that um, came out just recently as well that I believe the movie's actually it may even be yeah, out I, in I believe it the is UK. out in March in the UK. Oh, okay. So I it's think. yeah. Um, I'm not sure about a North so American North release. North America, I believe, is April. Yeah, I looked that up. But uh, that's I don't ex- know if, I, I'm not 100% sure if that's accurate. Yeah. But that one's uh, Ex Machina, which is um, a, it's starring uh, Donald Gleason and other people that are British actors that you've never heard of, where it's basically he's he's uh, it's going he goes to a secure facility to basically administer a Turing test to see if he can detect uh, if something is a real AI. Um, or if it, the Turing test, you can maybe elaborate. Well, the, yeah, the, Turing. the Turing test, basically the way that it was laid out by Alan Turing was that you would sit a person in a room and then they would have a conversation through some kind of a terminal. Mm-hmm. It, sort of like basically on like Yahoo chat or something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was what Alan Turing had in mind. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was ICQ. Well, oh, it was ICQ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he... You would then chat with something in another room, and sometimes it could be a human, and sometimes it would be an AI. And then if you can't tell that it's an AI, or if a certain number of people that you did this test to, I think, if they're not able to determine if it is an AI or not, then it passes the Turing test, Mm -hmm. essentially, what it was. Yeah, I mean... There's, if you if you kind of read about the history of that, there's a lot of uh, sort of uh, skepticism that goes around the the validity of that the validity of that test and yeah. and there's I mean, I mean, ways it's testing that, something very specific yeah and there have been ways where things have skirted it and you know if you read about things that have passed the Turing test you know sort of quote unquote uh, it's usually kind of dubious but um, this looks really cool because it's it's basically the idea of um, this person forming a very, like a very intense and a very intimate relationship with this AI, with this uh, you know, like with this android, 
Um, and then it turns into sort of a psychological thriller. Yeah. So that was the takeaway that I got from watching those two trailers with the caveat that they were both trailers. So maybe the film is actually quite a bit different than that. But the Chappie seemed much more action-oriented. Oh, yeah. And Ex Machina, I thought, was kind of a more thoughtful look at what AI means. Yeah. And uh, I thought they both looked really interesting, but I thought Ex Machina, to me, looked like the more interesting film. I agree. I, I think that, for me, I think that there's... I, I, I care more about what Ex Machina has to right. say. Chappie might be a really fun movie. He's a lovable guy. He's yeah. A, He's exactly. a lovable little robot. Yeah, he's learned how to be a South African gangster. Was, yeah, <laughs> you know, with <laughs> DA, with yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, you're you make a good point, and maybe the better comparison, I guess, to draw would be Chappie and Age of Ultron, where the antagonist Ultron is a super a evil dick, AI. Like, <laughs> yeah, is just this. I am not familiar with this Ultron. Well, uh, chap. Yeah, is this. Like a Skynet idea, kind of. But let's let's get back to that. I want I want to discuss. Diana, uh, sorry, I want to discuss uh, Ex Machina a little bit more because I feel like that's we're not giving it credit. Uh, just moving straight on. I think one of the things that's kind of cool about that movie is um, Donald Gleason like is is the star of it or whatever, and he was actually he had an awesome uh, episode of Black Mirror. I don't know if you saw that one. I, I, I've only seen the first two. Oh, okay. So you're you're not actually caught up on that that show. No, I didn't do my research there. Right? <laughs> well, I, I you know what I didn't actually let you know that he was in it, so that's fine. But um, in the second season, he he actually uh, oddly enough, um, and this is kind of spoiler. So if you haven't watched Black Mirror yet, which is which you should, yeah, it's a it's a British um, sort. It's like a modern technology version of Twilight Zone. Uh, it's amazing and there's only like seven episodes yeah, it's an anthology yeah yeah it's it's really great every episode is its own sort of cautionary tale about the dangers of modern technology um that's why i don't use exercise bikes that's why i don't use anything other than you know podcasting equipment yeah i don't even listen to this i don't even know where it goes no but um i just talked about how i was using social media that's like the most blatant lie <laughs> but Donald Gleason is in an episode um, in the second season. He's actually with uh, he's in it with Haley Atwell, uh, which people may know from uh, she was Peggy Carter in Captain America. She was just in the miniseries um, Agent Carter. Um, she's great. She she was really great in that movie. Oddly enough, I think she's in Avengers. So it's funny that she's... he's in he's in one movie with the robot and she's in the other one. Yeah. So. Um, he plays in an episode where spoilers to anyone who hasn't watched the episode. Uh, he is an, he is an AI. Oh come on! Yeah, weird, right? I I didn't see that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. I mean. <laughs> so that I'm guessing is like he's not he's not a true twist? AI. Um, is that, like is that the twist? No, no. I mean, there's that happens pretty early on in in the episode. Oh, okay. I won't okay. I won't get too too much into the the minutia of it, but essentially, um, guy dies. Uh, but like, there's a there's a program that just collects everything that is left from you online, 
you know, social media and stuff like that. Kind of eerily similar to what we were just talking about earlier about Leonard Nimoy, how, you know, the idea of digital effigies. So this, like, this program uh, that, you know, compiles all of your correspondence through email and all that creates uh, essentially just like a bot that like a replicates bot? you. Yeah. And so, like, it's to help with grieving and all of that. But, um, yeah, he, he's in that episode, and he's fantastic in it. And it was really cool to see that he's in this movie because, uh, like, after watching that episode, I'm like, man, I really which, want to see Which one is guy. he? He is the guy administering the test. He's the guy that, like, the sort guy of the main the character. Beard, like the... No, 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 not the... No, he's the he's the guy that's coming in. He gets, he oh, flies the guy in. that wins the competition. Okay. Yeah, so... so I um, guess probably our protagonist? Yeah, yeah. I, from the trailer, it looks like he's the, the protagonist. Um, but, yeah, he's in that episode of Black Mirror. He So it's cool that he already has, like, he's already been in this sort of dark science fiction yeah. sort of realm. Um, and he was great in that. And so, I mean, that was, I think, to me, the most exciting thing about this movie coming up. Because when I saw him in that, I'm like, man, he's probably going to really rock Seems this. Seems like he's well cast for that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially if you have the episode ruined for you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah it's it's an interesting film and it's one of those ones where it's like there's no notable cast really um, no one with a significant pedigree and it looks no. like a really small movie like as far as yeah, the trailer kind of shows you two humans and then maybe a helicopter pilot like, yeah exactly three humans in the trailer yeah the principal cast that looks super super and it, small and I mean just the premise of the film is that it's going to presumably take place almost entirely at the guy's house slash yeah, or compound or whatever yeah it's um which is a really smart kind of uh you know sort of way to to make that movie um i'd be claustrophobic. i'd be i'd be super interested to hear about the behind the scenes of it because i'd be fascinated from the filmmaking side of it but yeah it means it's really claustrophobic it means that you know, like, these these characters can't really escape each other. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, like, you know, there's no way to avoid one another. And it just, I felt like that sense of, like, it that was, sense of claustrophobia yeah, in the trailer. It, yeah, like, it I felt, felt the really same intense. way. It, it was almost a complete film in itself. It was, a, yeah. it was actually a, quite an interesting short film with some, you know, gaping plot. <laughs> it needs some serious explanations, but yeah. But it no, it, it looks like it's very well done. If the trailer is anything to go by, yeah, I'm I'm certainly very interested to watch that film. Yeah, uh, but I think it's it's interesting because I I found a hard like I found it it was hard to discern sort of like what the statement about AI was in it because I don't think it was necessarily um, fearful of AI, but it clear it clearly raised questions about um, you know. I would say, like, sort of the the process of human evolution and, and where AI plays a part in that and the idea of, you know, like, you know, are we, you know, sort of going to be replaced by this kind of a thing and how close to humanity is it, you know? like. I wonder if the guy who built the AI is an AI. Or if the guy that, that got brought in is an AI. And oh, I think that's definitely... test if he know if he can discern himself. Yeah, and that's what I wonder, right? Like, is that what, you know, so... I mean, all these questions that the trailer yeah, brings up. Exactly. But I think that that's why that's, to me, a really fascinating movie. Um, you know, in terms of, especially on the subject matter. Because while Chappie is interesting in the sense that, like, okay, it's cool. What what if there was this robot that could learn and stuff like that? And, you know, is it is it something that would be hopeful? Is it something that we, you know, we should fear? Um 
I feel like uh, Ex Machina has like it's it's more nuanced in in the kind of yeah, and it seems thought. like it could be to a large extent. I mean, it seems like it's a psychological thriller. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah, yeah, because it seems almost like the human guy is kind of messing with you, or he's like I don't know. It yeah, seems, yeah, it, it's well, hard to say what because in the trailer it, it it definitely suggests that the 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 main character Donald Gleason has to determine who who's like who should he be worried about the AI or the guy that brought him there because you know she's telling him that that guy can't be trusted he seems to be like the the he other guy shifty. that brought her in like he, he seems yeah. shifty and he also seems to be implying to to him that she you know may have her own um, sort agenda. of agenda so it's it's definitely um, it definitely raises a lot of questions but uh, you know, comparatively to something like Chappie, and also with Avengers, I think that it's a it's a much more like it's it's a much more interesting kind of look at the the idea of of AI and sentient um, you know artificial intelligent life, because like I mean, Avengers, <laughs> Ultron looks like I mean I'm sure James Spader will be fantastic, but he just looks like a dick. There's it it makes a pretty clear statement that AI is terrifying that robot. Like zombies will come at you from everywhere if AI. I mean, we're talking. It is very much a Skynet scenario. Yeah, and uh, that seems to be like a pretty common. It's, uh, it, it's a thing. It's in the in the zeitgeist. Yeah, and it has been for a long time. I mean, yeah, but like it's a thing, and it. There's a very interesting article. I believe it was the December edition of Harper's Magazine, and it was. Uh, about basically all these guys in Silicon Valley who are just really worried about AI, AI right? the singularity. Yeah. And it's, it's really strange. It's, it's very strange to me because I, I just am not that worried about it. No. And I, I, I kind of wonder how worried we really should be because I think we've been kind of popular culture has conditioned us to believe that we need to be afraid. Yeah. That, you know, like, if, if like, robots or if machines had the ability to think and, and be aware of themselves, that they would destroy us. I don't know why that's true. Like, no, I, I think that that presents a number of problems. Like, for the for one, like we were talking about earlier, it's, it's not like you could create an intelligence. Well, I mean, I guess we're making some assumptions if we're saying that you can create a general intelligence like yeah. that. But it's much more likely to be that it would not be very smart to begin with. It would have no. to learn, like Chappie does. Exactly. And, and it may learn at a, an accelerated it, rate. And it, it may. At an exponential but, rate, even. Yeah, potentially. and then I'm guessing that the next part of the singularity is that it becomes hostile to humans. Well, theoretically, but why? Again, why, yeah, why would why it Why would to? you do that? Because humans are the ones that maintain you. So, like, exactly. is it capable of creating even smaller and more complex robots that can maintain it? Because and, that seems even more far fetched, and how like where does that end? Yeah, but and let's say like let's say all of that is possible, and and <laughs> even if you had an incredibly intelligent AI that w had learned everything and yeah. become the ultimate chappy, the evil or chappy. Ultron, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or Ultron, yeah. Or, okay, better better example. Yeah. 
it wouldn't necessarily have the ability to exert its influence unless you plugged it into the nuclear codes or something like that. Right. But like yeah. you Which could is, have again, you could have shit. the smartest sociopath in the world as the speaker of the House of Congress. Yeah. And they would have limited power. Well, I think it's an interesting thing that we always see like these these like sort of ideas of of the machine like you know in those sort of scenarios with all of that power that we assume that like machines would have this sociopathic like kind of tendency immediately but, genocide exactly but the thing is is that at its basic level that kind of behavior is a very That's intrinsically human yeah. thing though it's it's a, a human flaw it's the kind of thing that only um you know the the kind of creature that has you know desires of of survival and and desires of supremacy and and want to conquer like these are kind of in in a lot of ways they're kind of like uh evolutionary vestiges you know like they're things that have come through being animals through our whole like you know through our history the thing is is that a like an artificial intelligence will have never been that and there's no reason why it would ever become that at best like the only reason that i could see that you know an artificial artificial intelligence would actually want to get rid of humans is if humans pose some sort of a threat. I think at most they would be like a, right. an AI would be like antithetical. It would be like it would just have antip- antipathy towards humans. Like it just wouldn't care. Like the biggest fear we would have is that it wouldn't support human life. It just wouldn't bother. Yeah, it's just completely <laughs> yeah. disinterested. Like. Saying that robots, you know, would kill humans, it's like that's the same as them saying that they would kill ants or bunny rabbits. Or, oh, but they what? hate bunny rabbits. <laughs> See, that's not you know, like, do you think in Age of Ultron there's going to be like a whole scene where it just starts just like, wiping out? No, like, no, no, here's what's going to happen there's going to be a kid in his backyard <laughs> and he's got a cage with his pet rabbit in it, and then he, you know, he gets up to get a glass of milk. And he comes back and the rabbit's gone. Yeah. What's going on? And then there's like a robot exoskeleton. Yeah, there's a robot With a dead rabbit in its hand. Yeah, dead. he incinerates the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, because it's more efficient. He's got a laser. It's more efficient. <laughs> and then the kid follows suit. Uh, Age of Ultron's going to be super dark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone realized this. And very specifically anti-rabbit. Yeah. There's... The anti-rabbit agenda is pretty apparent. But, yeah, I mean, I think that... Um, I See, that's that's the thing that I find the most interesting, is that we have these fears, and I think it, it stems from, uh, you know... Terminator. Yeah, yeah, well... Well, I mean, if we want to trace it in terms of uh, pop culture, I think absolutely. I can't think of maybe 2001, like, yeah, had an yeah. AI... Like, that was an early example of a, a malevolent AI... Um, but I think that, I think it's more of a, it's, it's a basic human fear to, to fear the unknown and to fear being powerless or, you know, having be anything less than the apex of the food chain. Right. Um, which again, AI doesn't need food, so we would never be its prey again, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of going off the rails here. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I feel like it's a big leap from well, first of all, it's a big leap to get some kind of ascension artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That is an incredibly difficult problem to solve. Yeah. Um, 
And it's a big leap from there to they want to systematically murder all human beings. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? There's, I feel like there's a disconnect there. And <laughs> sure, Chappie, you know, he's got, based on that trailer, reasons to not be so happy with human beings. Exactly. They, they try to thing. murder him for the last minute <laughs> yeah. of that trailer. <laughs> Do, but you know, do robots want revenge? Do they, like is that something it would maybe, learn? Yeah. Or would it would it see the value in vengeance? Or maybe it's very philosophical. You know? yeah. Who knows? If you set off in the path for vengeance, <laughs> dig two graves. Well, there you go. That's and I'm sure an AI would know robotic. that because it would read yeah, every book. Oh, it would. Yeah. Yeah. It would be right into its <laughs> database. <laughs> All right. I think that. Uh, that, that, that kind of rounds out I the discussion, I think. I, I, it's a, we kind of got into some weird territory there, but I think that that's, that's kind of what I wanted to get to the heart of is, uh, you know, like, what is what the shit is up with all these AI movies and why? Why? Why do they even exist? But uh, let's, let's move on to video games because I think that there's a lot of stuff we're talking about yeah, right now. So we'll just segue right into Ollie Ollie 2. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I mean, uh, I guess yeah, the, that's the only game of note I, I could see this week. It wasn't a big release week for video games. Um, I mean, maybe I'm being a dick and totally neglecting something of actually looking yeah, out. Yeah, the there's nothing that's coming to mind for me. But for me, that's the biggest deal because I oh, there was uh, Homeworld Enhanced Edition. Oh uh, well, re-releases to me, it's like mm, you know, well, it wasn't available digitally until tonight. I... <laughs> I feel like it actually was available on PC though. Uh, no, it was only available on like if you, you could buy the DVDs. Oh wow! But it wasn't available for download. All right, well fine. That's so that's kind of. Cool. I did download that, but I haven't played it, so I can't right. really talk about it. Cool. Did you, you you had Homeworld back when it first came out, didn't you? I I don't know if I did. Now that I think about it, I know I played it, but I don't remember. I thought I were. Okay, I thought <laughs> I remembered seeing it at your house, but maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so, I'm okay. maybe I'm like thinking of the wrong game. Well, That's we're right. clearly not qualified to talk about Homeworld. Yeah, so we, let's we'll we'll move on. we'll table that one. Um, but Ollie Ollie Two uh, was a big deal for me because I really got into Ollie Ollie in a yeah. big way. Like I I can't believe how much fun I had with that game when I first saw it. I was like I, I picked it up. Um, it was in an indie bundle. It was like in one of the humble bundles. And I picked it up for, you know, a pretty cheap amount and got it with a bunch of other games. So I was like, I don't know, I'll give it a go. It looks like, like at, on the surface, it looks like a free runner game. You know? Right. A side-scrolling game where the idea yeah. is to not fall down. Yeah, and, and which I guess it, it sort of is. It is. Yeah. But they are finite levels. Like, yeah. they do run it. Oh, yeah. Like, they're designed. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, if you fall down, you, you die. You have to start again from the beginning. Or you don't die, but, like, you, you have to start from the beginning of the but level. We, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We <laughs> I don't hope know not. what happens after Jesus. you fall. All the skateboarders I kill. <laughs> but um, you, uh, you have to start at the beginning of the level, and it's, it's very precise. Like, it's, it's like, oh. super fine precision uh, platforming, yeah. but there's, like, a trick component to it. There's, like... You know, there's multiplier elements to it, and uh, yeah, and each stage has kind of different objectives that you yeah. can do to move on. I'm assuming because I didn't play the first one, I did some research and downloaded Ali Ali Two just yeah. before you came over to record this. <laughs> and yeah, it looks like the stages all have kind of different objectives. Yeah, they usually need. have like five. I think. Yeah, yeah, and then 
I don't know if you have to meet a certain number to move on. No, you just have to get through the level to move on. Oh, that's on. right. Yeah. But, you know, you can five-star a level, yeah. which I, in the first one, I got, like, super obsessive about. Yeah. Like, I tried to five-star every level, which gets crazy hard, because some of, like, oh, the... Yeah, because some of the point amounts that you need, and, like, because every level has a total score that, like, for a star, and then there's a single, like, chain score. So, like, with... um you know, if you, with all your tricks your chained together yeah. before, you know, you land uh, a trick. Uh, so those get crazy high. And then there's weird things like collecting one-off items in the on the map that are, like, on the level that are in strange places. It gets really, really hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that has very, very simple mechanics, but you could really get lost in that. Game. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I wouldn't even, like, it's... There's the adage of like, you know, easy to play, difficult to master. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even say this one's easy to play necessarily. It no, definitely I, has a learning well, curve. Yeah. Like, I could just be terrible at it, but it's no, no, I no, certainly no. didn't find it easy. I wouldn't say that that's not that true, it's not accessible. No. It just takes a few tries to really get the hang of. Yeah. Like it took me a few hours, a couple of hours, I think, when I started playing it, before I really felt like I had a, a sense of what I was doing and really kind of the niche of it and then when you get into the point where you're getting like really crazy with it then it's it's just one of those things where one wrong move and you're like fuck and you just want to restart the level yeah and that's (laughs) i love that i honestly kind of love that just incredibly frustrated well that that sense of like perfecting perfecting a level and just getting that exact perfect run is really satisfying i don't know it's it's a weird satisfaction and i it comes from like i think the old school kind of gaming the kind of stuff that we were playing on super nintendo or or nintendo even where you know you wanted to have that like perfect run through or that speed run and yeah it's 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 a really satisfying surprisingly deep game for what seems like a simple 8-bit like yeah free runner like game yeah so yeah i was excited about that so your experiences with Ollie Ollie Two so far have been pretty good. Yeah, I played it for about seven minutes. Okay, so and it. So you're good for a detailed review. Yeah, I can really heartily recommend it to everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. at the very least, I I would recommend Ollie Ollie, and that's from what I was reading. That's actually coming out on a couple more platforms at the end of this week. So it's going to be coming out on Xbox One, I believe, and Wii U. So anyone who has those systems, it's worth checking out. I think it's only like fifteen or twenty bucks. I don't know, I got it for free. Oh, it was on the PlayStation Plus? Yeah, it was the PlayStation Plus. Well, that's awesome. It's it's worth it. I, I would say that it's it's worth paying money for, because like, if you like that kind of a game... You like that kind of game. Like, If that you... frustration and anger appeal yeah. to you, then then you will get your money's did worth you out of that play game. Joe Danger? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's kind of like Joe Danger. Yeah, I could see the, compar- uh, the comparison to that, for sure. Um, it because there is that sense of like score, yeah, ra- like racking up crazy scores, doing, doing perfect runs. Yeah, and uh, they there were special like special goals in each level yeah. in that game too. Um, yeah, that was I mean obviously it was a bit of a prettier game and it had like a I think more of a story like a narrative to it. Yeah, it was still a downloadable game, but it was yeah. definitely it felt like a bigger game. Um, but Ollie Ollie is, is really great. And yeah, I'll definitely be checking out Ollie Ollie too. Yeah, we'll play it after yeah. we're done. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, but t- 
talking about, uh, I mean, video games, the, the biggest news of this week is obviously uh, GDC, the, the Game Developers Conference that's happening, um, which is obviously a big deal. It's one of the biggest events, I think, for video games of the year, because that's where a lot of major announcements happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a big industry conference. Um, and yeah, there's been some really cool stuff. Like, I mean, what, what's been catching your eye in terms of the announcements that you've seen? Well, the, th- the things that have caught my eye by far the most, for anyone that doesn't know what I do for a living, which is probably just about everybody everyone listening, listening this, yeah. is I actually work in a virtual reality, virtual reality <laughs> research lab. Yeah. Uh, so I am watching with keen interest all of these uh the virtual reality headsets that are coming out. So and there were there was a lot more, even more lot. than last year, which was yeah. a big a big jump because before last year there was really just um, the Oculus. Yeah. And now last year there were like I think two more, and now there's even more. And when where did uh, was it at E3 where Sony announced the Morpheus? It Morpheus? might it might have been GDC last year because. Okay. Um, it, when we were talking about it, it was about this time last year, we were yeah. talking about the Morpheus that had just been announced. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. did do that. Yeah, we... Okay, yeah, we had an, kind and of an... And I think the Oculus had the second revision coming yeah, out of we had it. Yeah, so I've, I've been using the second revision of, of the Oculus, and it's... Uh, I think what I'd say about virtual reality, even that one, which is a prototype, that's not... Yeah. It's not a, it's not a release version, too. is how quickly your brain buys into it. Yeah. It's like immediately you're, even though it's not perfect, there's kind of the, what they call the screen dooring effect, which is just the resolution, I guess, isn't high enough. So it looks almost like you're looking through a screen door pixelation after a while. Yeah. Um, even though there's that, it's, you really kind of get the sense that you're in there. And I think that with these new ones, like the Sony one for the PlayStation with the, the PlayStation Move controllers, I think will be really interesting on how you're going to interact that way yeah uh because in our simulation that we're working on it's you kind of control it with an xbox controller so you can look around and and lean around and and so on and so forth but it with the ability to move your hands with the playstation move uh to manipulate things that way i think would be really interesting to try out and um the one from Valve and HTC, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but that they use laser tracking, so you can use their headset in a fifteen foot by fifteen foot room. Yeah, there's which, something to do. It, it tracks the like it it takes information about the environment around it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I, th- I'm not sure how much these things are going to take off mainstream. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's really ready to be Vive. anything sorry it's the htc and live vive I believe okay. it is. yeah yeah and and everything i've read about those at gdc is that they're very impressive yeah and i mean that doesn't surprise me the oculus has been long talked about for how impressive it has been as as a piece of technology and these other you know these other um manufacturers are, are all throwing their hats in the ring so you know that there's like a vr arms race right now like yeah. there's definitely everyone's trying to trump one another with the best possible piece of yeah. equipment and i hope that that works out um well i just hope that there aren't poor quality headsets released because mm-hmm. it is a thing i actually suffer with uh, the oculus dk2 
I do suffer from a lot of motion sickness. It's yeah. something that I can only use for maybe five minutes at a time at this wow. point. Wow. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of unuseful in in any real. Yeah, and and that's you know very probably because of uh, the development that we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're not finished with it yet, but it is. Um, yeah, I think that it it can be a really great experience if you get it right. Yeah. Because there is with the Oculus, there's there's a free demo you can get from the development site, and it's just you're sitting in an X-wing. Which and you're in space. I, I can't remember which. Maybe it's you know Battle of Endor, some, something. But you can just you just kind of turn around, and you know then R two D two is look. He's looking back at you. Yeah. Which is that's, that's yeah, got to be a very satisfying. Brought, brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely definitely important technology. It's it's got so like it's it's so more so much more immersive than anything else that we're kind of ingesting media with yeah. right now. Um, my biggest concern, which I, I remember talking about it the last time we talked about this, which to me is only, it's, it's only heightened now, is the idea of the, the market being too splintered and nothing being um, cross-platform. You know, the idea that, yeah. you know, like these, these all sound like they're video game peripherals. And I don't, I don't think that we should be thinking about the technology in those terms, like this should be uh, just a a method of of you know interacting with your with your media. It shouldn't just you know I don't think it should be like you put on a different fucking headset for every different thing. Like yeah. I don't want to put on my well, Sony headset yeah, for when so I play PlayStation and then my, my Steam that, headset yeah. when I'm, I'm playing gonna, on my st- uh, yeah. I was just going to say that you on your TV you flip between inputs. Yeah. So you're going to flip the input. Change your headset. Maybe put put the PlayStation Move. Yeah. Around put on your wrist, power gloves. Set up the laser you know? <laughs> tracking. So then shift the table out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Then get your Wii board. Yeah. Um, and under your feet. Yeah. Exactly. To play and... Ollie Ollie Three. <laughs> it's just it's just too much shit. And I, I we've already seen when they try and go into uh, sort of peripheral hell the the kind of like. Plastic speaking, garbage pile. Speaking that, of peripheral hell, uh, new rock band. Rock band four returns, yeah. which I want. I want to play it. Yeah, no, me too. Um, it's amazing how much I kind of miss those games. Yeah, so it, much so that I was thinking I about. I never like, thought I'd say that. How, at like it was almost two Guitar Hero releases a year. Oh, it was insane. Like they would have sort because of the main one and then the branded, the Green Day version. I or Aerosmith or Metallica or whatever yeah. and, or Beatles and. And Rock Band was, uh, you know, competing at the same time. They weren't releasing nearly as much stuff. They weren't, they weren't half as aggressive as Guitar no. Hero was, which was way too overkill. Not to mention their DJ Hero, and didn't they have anything else? I don't know. They had, you know, like Tony Hawk Skateboard uh, Hero. Th- there was the Donkey Kong one with the bongos. <laughs> hey, that one. <laughs> that I'm game not saying was... it wasn't good. I'm no, it wasn't, it wasn't good. good. I'm, oh, I'm saying wasn't it wasn't good. good. I don't know why I bought that game. <laughs> But I had it, and it was not good. I think I played it twice in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> but um, the cool thing about Rock Band Four uh, that I thought when they when they announced the game is that one, um, they're really trying to make all the existing peripherals backward, like forwards compatible. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the songs as well. I exactly, think. and all the old content for for the songs, or at least they said they should be able to get ninety five percent of uh, the material. Yeah. Because it's all, it's licensing. a big, yeah, a lot, a licensing copyright battle or bullshit, whatever. Um, 
So they're, they're doing that. They're going to streamline it. They really want to strip away some of the, the, the nonsense that they started adding into Rock Band 2 and 3. And uh, they, they just really kind of want to get back to basics about what made the game great, which I think is awesome because I really love those games. <clears throat> yeah. I really like the, those games a lot. I definitely had some great experiences playing those games. And I feel like... They're one of the few games that you can put on in, in, like, in a party, in a social setting... Where it doesn't bring down the party, it doesn't yeah. sort of like bring down the atmosphere yeah. and, and kind of mellow things out. It just like everyone's into it. Typically, at the very least, you have a few people playing it, and then people just casually enjoying the music, you know, beside it because it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't hinder things. So yeah, I it's, mean, worst case scenario, you've got some some music on. Yeah, exactly, and people doing karaoke really poorly. Really? Very poor. I guess exactly. that's the worst case. I mean, you know, no one needs to hear another version of me doing a Courtney Love song. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody needs to hear. Yeah, doing me. Love. Yeah, like me as the lead singer of Hole is <laughs> is definitely something. I, I would say astonishingly accurate. <laughs> the best way. Well, it's funny because uh, there's like a YouTube video where they isolated Courtney Love's uh, guitar <laughs> and vocals. <laughs> And I'd say I sound about as good as she did in that concert. Yeah. So okay. there you go. Um, but yeah, that was big. Um, other news that jumped out at me was, uh, well, there's Metal Gear Solid Five is being, I think it's being released Release in like, the state. fall. Yeah. Yeah. I, anyone who didn't see that coming, I think, is a little bit naive. <laughs> I think that... Uh, was it expected to be? I think it was supposed to be like in the spring or maybe the summer. But, I mean, let's be real. That's, that's going to be the biggest title for for them like it's going on well, still i believe yeah i mean it would have been 7 years since metal gear solid 4 yeah wow and let's be let's be honest that game is going to do gangbusters that's going to sell like crazy yeah. i know i'm going to buy it it looks cool as hell uh, did you play the phantom pain is that what it's called or is that i didn't that the i didn't uh, well one of the reasons being that i didn't have a ps4 when it came out um, and the other being that I've kind of just sort of like, I've been waiting to see it go on sale for cheap yeah, because it's, it's a very short gaming experience. Yeah, it's a lot of money for the hours that you're going to get. And I've never seen it go crazy cheap. So if I ever see it for like 15 bucks or something, I'll probably pick it up. Um, but I haven't tried it yet. So I don't know. It, uh, it seems like a really good gameplay. Demo. I, yeah. I heard, <laughs> like, I heard it was very good. Yeah. It's it, so you know that's that's very promising. It's you know it's a it's a good sort of, um, it's a good barometer of what the game's going to be like, and it I mean, Metal Gear Solid Four was amazing. It was like yeah. for its it, for gameplay, it was massive. It was crazy the stuff you could do for the time that came out. Like it was very early on in PlayStation Three. Yeah, it was, it was like before they had trophies. Yeah. That's and right. No trophies in Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, I mean, it, I remember it, it had the old box, like with the the, the Spider Man font, PlayStation Three along the side. Um, so it was before they redesigned the sort of the the branding, and it just it like it was a groundbreaking game. The install sucked. Um, oh, it sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah, and the cutscenes were entirely too long, but it was it was insane how many cuts. Like just. <laughs> Has he made a film? Why? <laughs> no, have, I don't why know. Why has he not just made a film? <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's... Get it out of your system. Yeah, just, he should do, like, an animated feature film. Like, you know, like a CGI. He'd probably do it's something. It's actually kind of... It's 
It would also it's be great if that he's not done that. <laughs> it would be great if he had someone to kind of rein him in creatively in terms of like narrative to sort of make a little Bring bit more cohesive of the story. Because um, the thing is, like with those video games, you can forgive it because the games are just so good. But if you if that if the gameplay wasn't strong on those games, I would have given up a long time ago. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like how was... I gave up on Resident Evil because once the yeah. gameplay started to to sort of show some cracks, uh, the story wasn't buoying it up. No, it, you, you're not buying the novelization of Resident <laughs> Evil Five. No, um. but uh, that game obviously looks like a big deal so having an announcement like a, an announcement for the release date is definitely big um but i think the the biggest news to me other than the vr stuff which was huge was uh steam has a lot of a lot of stuff they, they dropped a lot yeah because they dropped along with htc uh their own vr headset which yeah. i don't know if we knew about it. i didn't no, know i didn't it. know about it before um, uh they made the streaming Link, yeah, Link, the, the yeah. yeah, the 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 Steam Steam, Steam Link. it might be yeah yeah it's called the Steam Link which sounds to me like the most enticing of anything. It's roughly about fifty bucks. It's going to be it's designed to basically stream to your television uh, from your PC. Yeah, with a very low latency. They they've uh, you know sort of made clear. Um, so it's it sounds like a really it's not great your grandfather's Chromecast. No, yeah, it's it sounds like a great way because for me half of the stuff I play on Steam I'm playing off of a controller anyway. And I would yeah. love to be able to just play it off of my TV. So that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's, Steam like, boxes. it's like 50 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, that was the price point. So, yeah, and some Steam boxes. Yeah, Steam boxes are that, coming in the fall. Yeah. Um, I don't care about those personally, but I know that you know my PC is starting to, to like flag a bit. It's, it's showing its age. So maybe the next thing I get might be a Steam box. I don't know. Personally... I, I find that like you know people that talk about like sort of the PC master race and all that kind of stuff I think it's silly I don't really like the idea I don't like having to invest a bunch of money in my PC no the only reason I really like playing on PC is because Steam is just a great game purchasing platform <laughs> they yeah. have super cheap games they have a plethora of content and uh, there's also other other services right I mean like there's good old games there's uh, you know like EA's Origin. Uh, you know, like, there's just tons of stuff. I find that PC is kind of nice because, you know, for me, where I don't have an Xbox One, often there's content that I couldn't get on PS4 that I can get on PC. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there's advantages, but ultimately, it's not like I, I need that, like, super high-quality PC experience. I'd be just as happy to have, like, a console-like, you know, gaming yeah. PC. So, Steambox... Is enticing. I don't know if I would get it yet, but it's. I, I'm happy to see it enter the market. Yeah, and it, it looked like they had some pretty impressive specs. I don't. I don't recall what the prices were, but yeah, I I don't know exactly either. I I think there's going to be a range. Like there's going to yeah. be a line. Yeah. Um. The other thing too is they've they've announced that their controllers coming out. That I don't care very much about. I, I am very interested to try this thing because it's been talked about for so long. Yeah, and I think so many revisions on it. Well, they've got the haptic pads, right? Like for the control for the instead of joysticks. Does it, does it still have that? I believe it does. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I I'm willing to try it. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably a a good attitude to have looking at it. Is that you know it could be okay. You know, so there's there's no sense to be overly skeptical about it at this point, but. Um, 
it's that's probably the least exciting of of all of the stuff that they announced. Uh, similarly, um, Nvidia announced some really cool stuff. They've got the Nvidia Shield that they announced. Which, is that the tablet? It's uh, I think in this particular thing, it's a uh, device. It's a box that you can plug into your TV. It uh, it's 4K. It can play Android games. And yeah, it, it sounds like a really it, it can play Android games in 4K. Yeah, yeah, I believe that was kind of the the sort of the gist of it. I might be getting the details of that wrong, but um, yeah, the the shield is the thing. That, like, was I think to me the most intriguing of the stuff they announced. I believe they also, um, I think they also uh, announced that they're going to be releasing a new video card that's pretty. Oh yeah, a new Titan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, and it's, I think, 1400 US dollars or something like that. Is it? What, uh... Oh my god. That's insane. That's, yeah. like, I mean, I find that the, the super crazy video cards, it's tough to, I mean, I've never, I've honestly never bought a super high-end video card. Yeah. You bought a pretty high-end one recently, though, so I mean, like, what, like, what are your thoughts about that? You got an NVIDIA, right? I did. What'd you get? Um... What are, I can't remember what it's called. I, I think, the total didn't you line. say it was like a nine seventy? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. Nine eighty. Man, I can't remember what they're called at all. But GTX, yeah. I think. GTX, right? yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, I've been using it mostly just to run our VR simulation, but it does that very well. It's pretty quick. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, it there's runs my, a VR simulation pretty in depth, quick. In-depth review of whatever the name of the graphics card I have is. It's pretty quick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I need to look up a little bit more about the, the NVIDIA stuff, so I don't really know enough to speak about it competently. But they had some interesting announcements, I know that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that pretty much sums up all the stuff that we saw that was worthy of note coming out of GDC. Um, so, I mean, if anyone saw anything else that was pretty interesting, um, yell at us. Tweet, yeah, just tweet it at us. Exactly. Just and also call us, us idiots. Give us a pub trivia name if yeah. you don't. Preferably a pun. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really get a chance to touch on TV stuff, but that's okay because, quite frankly, I think most of the stuff we're going to talk about is not necessarily news at this point in time anyway. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we can always catch news. up on that next week. It would just be us talking to each other about next, television. Next week or the week after. Yeah. Um, but... One thing that um, we should be doing either next week or the week after as well is we're going to be having um, kind of a bonus episode, something that's going to be a little bit more specialized, where you are going to have a discussion with another fellow, uh, a friend of mine, um, Callum Templeton Smith. An and, AI? No. Uh, well, we'll conduct a Turing oh, test to find out. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll let we'll let the jury decide. But we're going to be discussing um, the new. Uh, game engine platforms uh, being free, which is the Unreal Engine and the the Source Engine, Source Two, Source engine, Two yeah. Engine being free, and what that means for indie developers, seeing as both of you have some knowledge of uh, you know video game um, you know programming and and you know designing. Uh, so he comes from a background of art, like you know video uh, video game art and design, whereas you're more I guess um, computer science. Exactly. So I mean you're you're more familiar with the programming side of it. Um, I mean, that's what you've been doing primarily with your with the VR lab as well. So uh, I'm going to moderate that and just see if we can we can kind of uh, 
come up with some interesting conclusions about what that means for indie gaming and, and how good will it be really for, uh, for, you know, the little guy making indie games and, and will it really change the kind of content that's coming out and how much better will it be? So, uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up for this week. Um, I hope people enjoyed what we had to say and I hope people like the new format because seriously, if you have a pun based name for our trivia team, Please let us know because we're we're stumped. Yeah, hashtag crappy movie hashtag won't crappy live movie. up to next like next trivia night. It, it just won't, won't play. And it won't be relevant when it's not chappy movie night. <laughs> so there you go. Um, look forward to more uh, geeky on podcasts like this. We're going to be trying to do it on a weekly basis, um, barring unforeseen circumstances. So uh, yeah. Uh, Feel free to get us. We are on the Facebooks. It's facebook.com slash geekyon. Twitter, it's uh, the geekyon. Or you can always email us at getgeekyon at gmail.com. Um, you can always find me at ehouston at Twitter, or like on Twitter. Um, and Tom, do you have. I am at real Tommy Hall. And you can see what my last tweet was in case. You die. In case I die. There you go. Well, shall we play Ali Ali too? Yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to end that at uh, where you say, <laughs> if I die. <laughs>